I'm Jamelyn Steffen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 66, Respect Me. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelyn Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. How is your spring going? I'm actually recording this episode early, so I don't actually even know how my spring is going on this day that you're actually listening to this, but I can tell you this as I'm getting this podcast organized, it's snowing out. So spring is fighting really hard here in Canada today. Today, I want to talk about respect. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I've spent some time thinking about this over the last few years, probably, because it's something that comes up as my husband and I have been parenting our kids and it's different ways we think about respect and, you know, they don't always jive. And then I see things in the world around me that I think some of us may be confused about respect. Now, it's not actually because I think that my idea of respect is actually the right way to think about it or the only way to think about it, but I do want to share with you some of my views and feel free to disagree with me. So first off, respect is a feeling. So it's defined as a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. So it is something that we feel inside of ourselves because of the thoughts we have about someone or something. Okay, so I recently witnessed someone who essentially said, hey, like I have made a mistake and I'm really so sorry and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to take care of this mistake. And I had a lot of respect for this person because I was so impressed by their extreme humility. My thoughts about how they acted filled me with the feeling of respect. Now, if you remember the model that I taught you way back, right, where you have your circumstance and your thoughts about that circumstance, and those thoughts create a feeling in your body, those feelings drive your actions, and those actions give you the results, okay? So if we take the circumstance of this person saying, I made a mistake, I'm so sorry, and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to take care of this. My thought was, this person is such an amazing example of humility. And the feeling that that thought put into my body was respect. Now, when I feel respect for someone, I speak highly about them, I want to be in their company, I try to be like them. In this case, I also wanted to go and apologize for things that I had done wrong, honestly. And so the result for me is that I act with more humility because I have this thought, this person is such an amazing example of humility, and it gives me the result of acting with more humility in my own life. Respect is a really powerful emotion because when we feel respect for someone, we end up trying to be like them. We want to emulate them. Their positive way of being, when it creates respect within us, actually makes us act like them. And then our little sphere of influence is benefited from that. So the feeling of respect is really powerful. And it's powerful because it also makes us act with respect to those around us. For example, I think about when I've had the opportunity to go into an old church in Europe. Now, I've actually had the privilege to go into St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican City in Italy. And 
When I entered that church, my thought was, this is a very sacred place for people of the Catholic faith. And that thought filled me with respect. And that feeling of respect caused me to act with respect in that church. Like, I try to act like I would when I'm inside one of our temples. Now, they have strict rules about what can be worn in St. Peter's. And so I went dressed to be able to go into that building. I was quiet. I was reverent. And so the result for me was that I treated St. Peter's Basilica like a sacred place because of the respect I felt for the people who worship there. This also goes for people that I respect, not just buildings. For example, I think about when I was growing up, I had a really good friend across the street from me and a really good friend right next door, and we played together all the time. And their parents were always so kind to me, and I really respected them. And because I respected them, I didn't walk into their house and help myself to their food or track mud onto their carpet or ignore their house rules. I called them Mr. and Mrs. and I asked permission for things and I obeyed if they asked me to do something. My respect for them made me act with respect towards them. So in an ideal world, I think we all want to feel respect and then act respectfully. And we want others to feel respect towards us and act respectfully towards us. But unfortunately, this is not an ideal world. And I think that most of us want to be respected, but what I see so often is people demanding to be respected or feeling entitled to being respected, right? I'm your father, so you have to respect me. I'm your boss, so you have to respect me. I'm your teacher, so you have to respect me. So I want to be clear here. You cannot make anyone feel respect for you. You can't make anyone respect you. You just can't. Even if you act in ways that you feel should engender respect for you, that doesn't mean everyone's going to respect you. Those of you who have grown up deeply religious and maybe have followed high moral standards in your life, meaning I would say you've lived a life that is quite respectable, you may have found yourself being disrespected and mocked for how you live your life. So this is just my way of trying to illustrate how you can't make someone respect you, even if you act respectably. But what I see more often are people who act very disrespectfully, but expect respect in return. So here's an example. You have a mom or a dad, and maybe they lose their temper a lot, and maybe they expect everything to be done their way all the time in the time that they say. And they don't want to listen to what their kids are saying, especially if it disagrees with their point of view. And perhaps they make their kids do work while they sit on the couch looking at their phones. I, I don't know. And maybe there's no parent in the world that is like this. But you have this parent who essentially is like, it's my way or the highway, flies off the handle and doesn't want to listen to anybody else. And then this same mom or dad demands that their children respect them. So if their kids are ever doing anything disrespectful, they fly off the handle and they say to them, you have to respect me. Almost like they can force their children to feel respect for them. Now, I know what they're really saying in this situation. They aren't actually saying that their child has to feel respect for them. They are really just saying that they want their child to act respectfully toward them, whatever that means to them. But when they say to their child, you need to respect me, often that same child is thinking, you don't act in a way that I can respect. So I want you to do some self-reflection, recognizing that none of us is perfect, but ask yourself, 
if I am really honest, do I think I act in a way that is deserving of respect? Try to be as honest as you can. And if you think you have blind spots, get brave and ask your spouse or even ask your kids. Do I act in a way that is deserving of respect? It's not because they are necessarily the expert on you, but be willing to hear what they tell you and to consider that they might be right about you. There is nothing to be respected more than a parent who will go to their child and sincerely apologize for where they fall short and who makes genuine efforts to do better. So I want you to consider, am I someone who feels entitled to being respected even when I act in ways that are disrespectful? That is a really good place to start. And remind yourself, I actually cannot demand that anyone respect me. I don't have the power to create that in someone else or to make someone feel respect for me. Now, this is a really good time to remind you that as soon as you think that person should, that can be a clue to you that you need to look within yourself. So if you think my child should respect me, then I want you to look within and ask, how am I doing at respecting my child? In what ways am I behaving that could make it hard for my child to respect me? Because it's actually a waste of time trying to make someone respect you. Instead, focus your energy on something you do have the power to fix, which is you. If you want more respect in the world, focus on how you can be more respectful to others, how you can increase the feelings of respect within yourself, and how you can behave in ways that are more worthy of being respected. Okay, back to the story I was talking about before. Most of the time when a parent or a teacher or an employer says, you need to respect me, most often what they're saying is, you need to act respectfully towards me. That actually doesn't have anything to do with the feeling of respect as much as what you are doing. So here's what I want to differentiate for you. You can act respectfully towards someone without respecting them. Now, again, if you go back to the model I use where your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings fuel fuel your actions, maybe you feel like I'm kind of backing down on my own belief here when I'm saying you can act respectfully without respecting somebody. Certainly when I feel the feeling of respect for someone, I have no problem acting respectfully towards them. I can speak kindly to them. I maybe will use their title, Mr., Mrs., Doctor, whatever. And I am willing to serve them those kind of things, right? When I feel respect. When I don't feel respect towards someone, it's easy for me to act disrespectfully, like ignoring them and fighting and telling them off, gossiping about them, or maybe even ending my relationship with them. But there are people in the world who I do not respect, either because like I don't know them, I don't know anything about them, or because of ways I have seen them behave that engender disrespectful thoughts in me but I still act respectfully towards them. So how is that possible? It is because of my thoughts. Like the thought, I just treat people kindly no matter what. So I may not particularly feel a ton of respect for someone when I think the thought, I treat people kindly no matter what. Maybe I feel more of love or compassion or a feeling of like, we just respect human beings and treat them this way. And then I act in ways that are respectful. I think about my kids. I've always encouraged my children to be respectful to their teachers. And I super appreciate all the teachers who've ever taught my children, and there are many. But I also know that not all teachers are a great match for the kids in their class. And I know that there are some teachers that can be downright mean. I don't expect my children to feel respect 
to feel like they respect a teacher who's mean to them. I just don't. I can't make them feel respect. But I do expect them to act with respect towards their teachers. Even if all they can do is think, my mom has asked me to act respectfully in this class. That can be enough for them to feel responsible to be good in class. So there is a difference between desiring to act respectfully and actually feeling respect for someone. And I think often when parents are demanding that their children respect them, what they really are demanding is respectful behavior. I think they hope their kids respect them, but in reality, they just want to be treated respectfully. That being said, I do think a lot of people feel entitled to being respected strictly because of their position. It is really easy when you are in a position of power to feel entitled to be respected. But remember, you can't make anyone respect you, and you do not actually receive respect just because of your position. It is not a given. And what I notice about people who feel entitled to being respected is that they are very often disrespectful to the very people they want to respect them. So here's why. Let's say you are a mother and you have children, which many of you do. That's the circumstance in your life. And when your thought is, they should respect me, most of the time, that thought is not going to create a good feeling in your body. It doesn't create love, compassion, forgiveness, mercy, nothing like that. It actually just creates entitlement and entitlement doesn't feel good. And then how do you act when you are entitled? When you feel like you should get what you want when you want it, right? That's what entitlement is. So you probably have a short fuse. You can be really critical of others, demanding and controlling, right? We get very controlling because we want things our way. So the result for you when you think that your kids should respect you and you feel entitled to them respecting you is that you act with disrespect towards them. So I, again, I invite you to check in with yourself. Some thoughts, although they seem really reasonable and logical and maybe what you grew up with, right? You will respect me. I'm your parent. Perhaps are not giving you the results that you want in your life. I promise you, and I see it over and over, if you act with disrespect towards your children, they will not have the feeling of respect for you. So what can you do if you feel like you are being disrespected? Okay, maybe you are somebody who's like, I actually don't want to demand a ton of respect, but I feel like as a human, I deserve some. Now, I've given you some ideas already, but let's say you have a child who swears at you or a neighbor who walks into your home without knocking or someone who you feel like is really unkind and disrespectful to you. So first of all, when you are a parent, you can enforce rules and consequences in your home. You can have consequences for your child who is swearing at you. I just suggest not saying to them that they have to respect you because they know that's not true. <laughs> They're not respecting you right now. And when you say to them, you have to respect me, that's never going to have them, oh, right, you're right, mom, sorry. Now you can say swearing at someone is rude and you just aren't allowed to do that here and still enjoy all the privileges that you want. So here is the consequence, okay? If it's another adult that you feel like is disrespectful to you, you can certainly ask them to please change their behavior. But if they refuse, you can set a boundary. Now we've talked about boundaries before, right? You set them up to keep you safe, not to change the other person. So again, the boundary isn't, hey, you have to respect me. The boundary is, 
I'm asking you to act more respectfully towards me, but if you don't, then I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to take care of myself. So you can ask your neighbor to please start ringing the doorbell and waiting to be asked inside, and then tell them if they don't want to do that, that you're going to start locking your door all the time. So I hope you don't hear me saying that because you can't make people respect you, you should put up with disrespectful behavior. That's not it at all. In fact, self-respect demands that you don't. But I want you to stop thinking about everything from the lens of, you all have to respect me, to more of, how can I take care of myself when others choose not to respect me? And speaking of self-respect, it is fascinating how often We are demanding respect from others and feeling entitled to them acting respectfully towards us. And yet we have very little self-respect. We beat ourselves up about our mistakes. We put ourselves down all the time. We don't come through for ourselves when we make a commitment and so much more. So again, if you feel all tied up and no one respects me and they should, turn your focus back to yourself. How are you disrespecting yourself and how can you do better? We teach people how to treat us. And we do that by how we treat ourselves and how we treat others. That teaches them how to treat us. They watch us and they know what they can get away with. I was doing a little bit of research on respect and here are some ways that that they talked about that we can treat someone with respect. And as I read this list off, it's not a long list, it's just three things. I want you to think about it first in regards to yourself. Do you do these things to and for yourself? If not, Maybe you have some work to do in building self-respect. And then if you want to go back, listen to this list and ask yourself how you're doing with other people, especially with some of your relationships that feel hard. Okay, so treating someone with respect means, now remember, think about how you're doing with yourself and your own self-respect. Treating someone with respect means one, showing regard for their abilities and worth. Two, valuing their feelings and their views and three, accepting them. How are you doing? Where do you need to do some work? If you're working on wanting to want it, whatever that is for you, you are working on self-respect because acknowledging and honoring what you desire is part of self-respect. It's showing that regard for what you want, for your feelings. Now, how are you doing with this list when it comes to others? Are you showing regard for their abilities and worth? Are you valuing their feelings and their views, even if they conflict with yours? Are you accepting them as they are, as equal humans? If you want to increase your respect for others, you can think about these three points and start to put them into practice. The last thing I want to do is share with you something that Harvard Business School professor Amy Cuddy discovered through her research. She found that we want to be both liked and respected but we want to be liked more. Now, for the people pleasers out there, we can sometimes take that too far and do anything to be liked and allow others to essentially disrespect us in the name of being liked. But that isn't really what Amy Cuddy is selling here. She's just saying that humans naturally respect people that they like. So humans want to be liked first and foremost and then respected. So as a parent, you don't just want your child's respect, even if you think that a little bit. If you are honest, you don't just want their respect. You want them to like you, to love you, ideally. And that's not to say that you will do anything to be liked. That's just to say that even if your kids respect you or act in a way that you feel is respectful, if you feel like they don't like you, 
that respect is going to feel really hollow. It will not fill you up like you hope. So part of being respected is going to be being likable. Again, not in a way that disrespects yourself or where you get walked all over, but acting in a way that makes it easier for others to like you. It is easier to like someone who is calm instead of screaming. It just is. It is easier to like someone who considers your feelings and listens instead of demanding to be heard all the time. Really, when you act likable, you act like someone who is worthy of respect. You act respectfully. So there's two psychologists, Holloman and Yates, and they noted that one of the ways we can build a culture of respect at home or at work is by rephrasing our language to be positive rather than negative. This makes total sense, right? So they've identified 10 categories of words that foster respect. And I just want to quickly share them with you so that you can try and implement one of them today. So as you listen, one or two of these may stick out to you as something that you could improve on. And I really challenge you to work on just that one thing or that one or two things, because this will foster better respect for you in your home or your workplace or wherever. So again, these are categories of words that foster respect, okay? Number one, words of encouragement. Let people know how much you admire their ability to overcome challenges and recover from failure. Number two, words of guidance. Encourage people to ask questions and give them guidance. Number three, Words of high expectations. This one kind of surprised me, but I love this. Encourage people to envision and pursue ambitious goals. Number four, words of hope. Help people move on from a difficult issue or a difficult day by envisioning a better tomorrow. Number five, words of sensitivity. Show empathy and compassion. Number six, words of relationship. Share your feelings to enable you to build connections. Be vulnerable. Be actually intimate in these relationships. Let yourself be seen. Number seven, words of understanding. Try to see things from the perspective of others. Practice empathy. Number eight, words of respect. Build a climate of respect that goes beyond narrow achievements, right? So it's not just, oh, I'm so proud of you for getting that award, it's building respect around everything. Words of unity is number nine. Foster a culture of collaboration and cooperation. And number 10, words of accountability. Hold everyone accountable for their behavior, including yourself. Now, I feel like I've probably repeated myself a lot and I'm so sorry. In a nutshell, here's what I want to express today. You can't demand that someone respect you. You can't even demand that someone act respectfully towards you. What you can do is work to become more respectful yourself. Start with self-respect if that's where you are lacking the most. Then move on to learning how to act more respectfully towards others. Work on being more likable, not in a people-pleasing kind of way, but in a way that is genuine, a way that is really being more respectable. And work on increasing the respectful thoughts you have about others. That is the thing that is actually going to be the most life-changing, behavior-changing thing to do. If you think thoughts that increase the feeling of respect in your body, you will act accordingly. I am so thankful for those of you who show up and take this. I hope it is helpful. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. 
If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelinstephancoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelinstephancoaching.com.